It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawk Show, powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Hope you're having a great Monday. It's actually pretty damn nice outside. It is. It's sunny. I must say so. Bad, yeah. There's a you giant brought, glowing orb in the sky. I'm not sure what it is. sun back f- with us, with you. I did. I brought it from Florida. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, hey, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. The Blackhawks were back on the ice today. You're going to hear from Luke Richardson. Later in the show, you're going to hear from Mackenzie Entwistle. Um, But before any of that, do us a favor and smash that like button for us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. And if you're a podcast listener, we love you too. Uh, make sure you are following or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And consider becoming a CHGO diehard. Why? Well, why not? Lots of good reasons. You get the rebuild report every week. You get mm-hmm. my Blackhawks beat every week. Yep. You get access to our Discord where we've been doing some overtime shows. Yep. And a free shirt or hat upon sign up. Twenty mm-hmm. percent off all merch. Twenty percent off all of our events and tailgates. So uh, get a shirt. Go to a tailgate. It pretty much pays for itself, and it helps us uh, very, very much. So become a diehard today at allchgo.com. So, fellas, uh, I walked into Fifth Third Arena today. I heard the unmistakable sounds of a Connor Bedard snapshot hitting the post just as he intended and all was right with the world. As I, if you've ever been to fifth third, the Hawks are shooting at the net that is like basically if they, if there was no wall there, it would shoot into the lobby and being in the goalie position to see a Connor Bedard shot was something. He was back in the yeah. green non-contact jersey, but really laying into the shots he was taking another step in his progression. Yeah, he was given the uh, the go ahead to take some some slap shots. Now uh, that was you know off the table for him when he first got back on the ice uh, in January because he couldn't be clinching too much with his teeth. Um, other things probably fine, but yeah, I mean now he's he's got that slap shot ability uh, back, uh, working on that. Potentially, we'll hear from Luke. Potentially, a return to drills with the team this week. Um, so it's good. the The progression is is good to see. He's on the exact same schedule that he uh, orig- originally was with the six to eight week time frame that was laid out last month. And I would say, you know, based on how he's, uh, you know, looked on the ice, how things are progressing, that six week return date is probably still a, a pretty good bet is today four exactly it's four weeks yeah. yes I'm from the under, from the surgery I yeah i don't think he's getting six weeks under six yeah under six under I, six there's no if, the, if everything is healed they're not keeping him off the ice 
They yeah, can. Well, if everything is healed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He will propel down from the scoreboard in full uniform and just take a phase <laughs> off. And I, say, uh, Remington, get your ass to the AHL. Well, well yeah. that might be happening sooner rather than later. <laughs> there was one bag fully packed in the Blackhawks locker room just laying on the floor, and it had number 20 on mm. it. So, Brandon Saad. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, he seeing Bedard out there and you know the the Blackhawks kind of switch rinks normally and that's what they did and while the Hawks were on one rink him and Anthony Beauvillier were on the other rink shooting working with uh, the coaching staff and they were out there the whole time like Bedard was the last guy off again so he was out there for a good hour and a half or so shooting pucks it's definitely um encouraging Mm-hmm. And I'd be, sh- I, I'd really still be surprised with all these home games, that the full six weeks. I don't think he's hitting that. I really I don't, don't think so either. Maybe not. I hope. I mean, listen. If he's if he's good to go, good to go. Um, yeah, don't rush it. Mm-hmm. But, but just, but it's okay if you do though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the point where I'm like, please come back. I'm tired of watching this crap ass team get shut out every week. It'd be nice to have yeah something to look forward to. Bovillier is on his way back and. Sounds like Tyler Johnson is going to be playing. Yeah, as quickly yeah. Tyler as Wednesday. Johnson was already out there. That's good. I know he's not the Tyler Johnson he once was, but you know what? He is an upgrade over better than not most of what's out there. Yes. So some home cooking this month. Connor Murphy was skating as well. Yep. So that was good. Non-contact jersey. Yep. Uh, and there is still a hope and a prayer that Andreas Athanasiu returns before the end of the season. Yeah, and when well, why don't we hear from Luke right now? I mean, real quick, of, I have a question. Yeah. Was, was Bedard wearing like a fishbowl or any yeah, type fishbowl. of okay. fishbowl? And I, there was a question probably. in the chat. Will he wear, it was Doctor Horror Show says, "Will he return with the fishbowl?" Yeah. I would assume for a while. For I a bet bit. you he yeah. wears it for the rest of the season. To be honest with you, and he for, likes wearing for a guy it. like that, yeah, he's not that far removed. Like he's more he's used to, to wearing that. Wore it at the World Juniors, yeah, because he wore it his entire junior career. Essentially, they they don't. You have to wear. Is it still the CHL? Do you have to wear CHL? I think if you're like under sixteen, you have to wear one. Right after that, Um, but then yeah, after that you can you can wear visors. But he he chose to wear it at the World Juniors, so it's just like like it's some guys they're like they hate him the fish bowls and the cages and stuff. Some guys prefer it, and I think Bedard is a guy that likes wearing it. He's, yeah, he's not. He hasn't, so he's yeah, he's not to too it. far removed from it. So yeah, and I, and I like the one of the points that was made was that like even with wearing the fishbowl, it's not that it's. Sometimes you'll see a guy wear a fishbowl visor to protect like broken nose or like a big big gash or something on his face. With a broken jaw, like wearing a fishbowl, yeah, it's going to protect you a little bit, but it's also still going to kind of hit you in the chin. So it has to be fully healed because yeah. any impact is going to uh, affect it. Right. Why don't we hear from Luke? Uh, he spoke after practice today uh, with some uh, good injury updates and a whole lot more. So here is uh, Luke Richardson, uh, fresh off the All-Star break and his trip to Napa. Yeah, it was uh, good weather and um, got lots of exercise and wine. So <laughs> I'll say it before you ask me. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Would uh, Tyler Johnson take it a full practice is- that a good sign that he could play Wednesday? Yeah, unless something comes up tomorrow that he's sore, but I think he said after he felt good, so he's ready to go. How, how much, uh, you know, every guy you take back, but uh, especially him with everything he brings? Yeah, no, I think uh, it'll be great. He can go anywhere in the lineup and help on both special teams if we need. And um, Yeah, and, he, and he's just got a good work ethic guy for it, and a veteran guy that's won a Stanley Cup, so 
really invaluable to get him back. So for us, it's great, and um, you know, it's a good time. I think for him coming back, uh, everybody's going to be kind of a little bit rusty this time of year, uh, just kicking off the rust for the first few games. So I think it's a good time for him. Is Connor still begging and pleading the trainers to practice? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay out of there right now, but. Uh, uh, you know, I think he's just feeling good that he got to participate in the in the All Star game. It was great to see him there, and uh, that's a great experience for him. I know it wasn't full fledged, but uh, it was still nice to see him out there, uh, you know, kind of mingling with the the tops of the league. So uh, it's a really good experience. Do you have any other timeline updates on your guys? Uh, no, uh, I think you know Connor's like about the same timeline as before. He's still got a little ways to go, and I think he has to meet with the doctors uh, weekly, so I'm not sure where that is at yet. But uh, And um, I think Murph got on the ice yesterday, uh, but today he wasn't, so I think it's just slow progression in, uh, you know, for him. And uh, uh, I think same as uh, Bavilia skating, but he's um, he's got like a brace on his arm or hand or wrist, and uh, so he's not able to handle a puck or shoot yet, so that's still probably... Uh, you know, a couple weeks away. What about Connor's thing? Diggs just had a maintenance day. He'll be back on the ice practice tomorrow. Yeah. And Bedard's taking harder shots? Uh, I think so. I, I'm not sure. I know he was out there longer today, but uh, I, I still think, uh, you know, I mean, the timeline for Bones to heal is still, it's still not good enough for a game. It doesn't matter if you wear a bubble or not. It's it's gonna the bubble's gonna actually hit it. It could probably do more damage in more situations than without it. So he has he'll have to get clearance from the doctors to when he can start exerting. I think harder, but I think he's starting to ramp up his conditioning. But uh, so that means he's probably able to work harder and clinch a little bit more. But uh, not probably. I don't know if he's eating handfuls of nuts and stuff like that yet. Is there still hope that Anthony C plays this season? Yeah, uh, I, we're hoping that uh, he can kind of get back on the ice soon. I think it was just uh, just put him, set him back, uh, figuring out what it was at the beginning. And uh, I think I don't have a timeline when he's going to be on the ice, but uh, the hope is soon, so he can progress out of the the gym into the into onto the ice, which would be great to see. Do you have a, a day in mind where Connor could practice with you all? Uh, I think he can start to practice a little bit, uh, but non-contact drills. So even tomorrow, like he might be out there for a little bit before practice, and if we can schedule our practice and have some flow at the beginning uh, for shooting drills, then he can do that. Or if it's going to be more at the end, then maybe he would come out at the end and then stay on and do extra. But a full practice is probably still going to be a little bit of time. Yeah, okay. yeah, because you know what, you turn the wrong way in a zone drill, and it's you know, I mean, your face is right into someone's shoulder, so. Uh, we won't be allowed to do any of that as much as he wants to. Uh, the, that's a doctor's call, so that keeps all of us out of it. How do they measure how much he's bending and how quick he's bending? I think they do uh, scans, like they do x-rays and bullet scans, and they can see cloudiness and stuff, and I'm sure there's a, a way to, to know if there's a, a bigger, a big enough percentile that it's strong as it was or stronger than it was before. You still seeing uh, Chef Didi making deliveries? I haven't, but uh, I usually get in on it, so I'm hoping to. <laughs> With the home schedule, kind of the next 11 at home, will that be nice to get some rhythm yeah. here? Uh, I, we showed some clips from last game, and I thought we played a, a really solid game in Calgary, and I know it's disappointing, and I told the guys it's not... You know, I mean, acceptable for us to be happy with that game, but we can be proud on how we played. We had a great start. We really pressured them. 
I don't know if I've ever seen a game that had six breakaways for one team other than a shootout game. Uh, so keep going. Like we were playing well to create those opportunities. We played really well defensively against some really strong teams on that road trip and, and created offense out of it. And I think we got to continue that to have an opportunity uh, to, you know, I mean, break break free one game. It goes off the post and the goalie doesn't whip around and keep it out with his arm. He knocks it in, and that's kind of the way our luck's kind of been going. So we got to make sure we just keep outworking the other teams to change our luck. Also, uh, with not traveling except for one game this month, uh, is it an advantage with the health situation with with some of your guys that you know it can be a quick turnaround? They're already they don't yeah. have to travel. Uh, that, but also just even, yeah, all the guys, I think, just uh, less wear and tear on everybody. And you can focus more on practice and get a little more practice time because if it's late nights, you gotta you got to weigh that in the equation. And sometimes you lose practice days on the road when you do that. So uh, this will be a big month for us, but we got to take advantage on it by starting off fast in the first game and in the first period, in the first shift, and, and, and try and just keep pushing through. Don't get complacent at home because we're we're at home and there's no reason for us to we're we're a better team at home than we are on the road and we got to look at that and try and um, you know get above 500 and, and set small goals and then just keep working up from there that calgary game for lucas reichel do you want to see more of what he did in that game yeah i talked to him this morning i said that's the best game i've seen in a long time i said he really looked to take charge and break free when there was openings and i think he could have done it even more uh that game and but I think that'll come with some confidence. And if you would have scored on that one break in the second period, you know maybe that opens it up and he gets two or three uh, chances like that and, and gets more than one in, in, in the net. And that's what we're looking for. And I think he felt about, good about his game or better about his game. You know I'm sure like everybody's disappointed we lost, but when you look at it individually, I think that's the type of game that he's going to have to play and, and grow off of. He can't be just satisfied playing like that. I think it's just a good starting point for him to kind of restart. That is Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson. That's a new uh, thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Yes, it's not yeah. uh, no longer the, John. Uh, we'll we'll hear the uh, the Steinmiller thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. That day on, on <laughs> thanks, CHO Jed. Cubs all yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats to uh, John Steinmiller, the former I don't know what his title was, PR director, senior of the Black director Hawks. of Blackhawks PR. Yeah. Now has the same job with the uh, Cubs, Cubs, so he is going Faulkner to Faulkner. Sure is. That is, uh, yeah, that never, is the never career path. <laughs> <laughs> That's the career path for uh, for John Steinmiller. So for congrats him. to him. Good yeah. dude. Yeah, Always ben, good and, ben and Kaylee are taking over for him, and we had a chat with uh, Ben today at practice. So we have some uh, some info on Nick Felino's next uh, appearances. Yeah, plural. I think we can talk about them on the air. I think at he's least gonna, two of them. Yeah, he's going to join us on February thirteenth. That's the game against the Canucks. Post game, he's going to call us in after yeah. the game, so that'll be a little bit of a different kind of a feel, but be very cool. And then uh, he'll join us in studio on February twentieth, and we'll have a third hit in February. We're trying to finalize the details there, but uh, mark your calendars: the thirteenth after the game against Vancouver, and then the twentieth in studio. Nick Felino will be here with us, and excited about that because yeah. it feels like it's been a long time since we've talked to him. Well, he had an all star break. Yeah, he went on a vacation. We're yeah. not going to bother a guy on a vacation. Uh, it may have another big guest this week too. Yeah, keep, keep your eyes peeled. We'll, we might, maybe we'll, by the end of the show, we might have some we confirmation. Maybe, maybe, but uh, there's going to be a. Uh, Greg is not distracted. He's working. Yes, Back off. Yes. I am trying <laughs> to get us a super big guest later this week. So, yes. uh, 
keep your eyes and ears peeled. It might be uh, announced shortly. And uh, if you if you're f- paying attention to what's going on within the Blackhawks organization this weekend, it might not be too hard to figure out what. That's right. On. It's John Steinmiller, former <laughs> PR director. <laughs> no, you guys will like it. I promise. Um, yeah. So a couple things from Luke. Good that Tyler Johnson's back. Obviously. Yep. NHL body, and we're sort of speculating based on visual evidence that Remington Pitlick will be the one who goes to Rockford. Probably. That's a decent ad for Rockford. They yes, need it. it. Yeah. yeah, it is. They are struggling. Six yeah. in a row they've lost. Back-to-back like, overtime losses. Yeah, at least they got two points this weekend, but yeah. they're still six in a row. Like, the Wolves all of a sudden can't lose. They're, like, they went from... Like, hey, we could skip the uh, play-in round to, like, shit, we might not even make the playoffs in, yeah. like, two weeks. But it's the AHL. The AHL is so wacky. Mm-hmm. Teams go through these spurts. I mean, a month ago, the Milwaukee Admirals was in third place. They've won 11 in a row, and now yeah. they lead the division by, like, 12 points. Like, it's a weird, crazy. The AHL is so nuts, but Pitlick would be really good on the Ice Hogs. He would help. Somebody in the chat asked earlier who else would come down as more people get healthy. Probably um, Zach Sanford. I would assume Zach Sanford. He'd have to clear waivers again. Um, Probably Isaac Phillips, unfortunately. If Murphy come, Yeah, when Murphy comes back, I would think Phillips would probably be the guy heading down. Um, you know, other forward-wise, I don't know. I, like, if I think you get Beauvillier and, and Bedard back here in the next couple of is weeks. Is Joey Anderson here to stay, you think? I think so. I think so. I think he's, I played, think his, he's, I think he's played his way into, into lineup for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you got Johnson coming back, Bedard and Beauvillier, all let's say all in the next three to four weeks. Yeah, I think you'd you'd have probably Pitlick, probably Sanford, maybe Reese Johnson goes down, or maybe. you know maybe you keep him up because he's he's a guy that does something that uh, not a lot of other guys are able to do in the in the lineup with you know the the physicality and tenacity that he brings. Compared to, <laughs> you're right. Allergic to Bless AHL you. players. <laughs> well, buddy, you're covering the wrong Uh-oh. team. Uh oh. <laughs> Woof. Uh, you're not coming with us on Saturday then. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think there's there's a couple of guys down the lineup that'll probably head down to Rockford and and give them a boost, which would be nice. And and yeah, as it always seems to be, sometimes these lineup things figure themselves out. I don't want to hope or put any credence on it, but like. There's a potential that someone else gets hurt, and, and all this, you know, all, yeah. all, all of that works out. So yeah, it's, we'll, it's we'll what Luke always says is, don't worry. Right. An yeah. injury will find its way to the team. And, yeah, yeah. That, that's usually what happens. Um, another, maybe if Phillips keeps playing well and they don't want to put him down, then maybe Jacob Megna is a guy that, that heads down. But yeah. he's yeah. another waiver guy. But he's again, good I don't, too, though. I mean, I don't think yeah, you're at a point I, where you're worried about that. I don't think anybody's claiming Jacob Megna. There was a reason, like, he was on waivers in the first. Like it's it's super super rare that guys get claimed on waivers twice in the same season. Right. Yeah. Usually they only they you know uh, they only get um, claimed in when it's like either a surprising player like uh, Tolvanen. Yeah. On the press, still wanted the Hawks to make that claim, um, or you it's just bad timing. You put a guy on waivers when there's a team that literally has no live bodies like the Blackhawks. We're just like, cool, got them. Like, I'm sure the Coyotes were, like, not expecting Zach Sanford to get plucked, but he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Ephraim's asking, uh, are we coming to the Crawford Jersey retirement? Yes, we are going to be in Rockford Saturday for all the festivities. Uh, Should be a fun fun night as Corey Crawford's number 29 
is retired in Rockford. Second team he's played for that will retire his number this season. He got his, his junior number retired in Moncton, and now he'll get the Ice Hogs one. And one more to go. Up the ladder. One more to go. One more to go. One more to check go. that uh, reported uh, Thank you. <laughs> reported, the reported guidelines. Yes, the reported guidelines. <laughs> yeah, I got to see if he qualifies. That's true. Yeah, well, he qualifies in my book. And, uh, hey, by the way, uh, everybody, it is a busy time of year. You know, you got kids in school and you've got uh, hockey to watch and baseball transactions that aren't happening. Sometimes you need a fast and delicious meal and factor is the place to get it. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie and more and there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started with Factor today and have a feel-good week of meals to go. And here's the deal. There's these other meal kits that come, and guess what it does for you? Creates a ton of work. Yeah. Yeah, it's all pre-measured for you. That's great. You still have to make it. Mm-hmm. With Factor, you pop it in the microwave, two minutes, and you've got a delicious meal ready to go. Take it with you to work. Take it with you wherever you're going. If you got a microwave, you got two minutes, you've got a meal. They've got snacks and smoothies. The smoothies are great. The juice drinks are amazing. They're so damn good. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution for you if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Head to Factor Meals today. Go to factormeals.com slash chgohawks50 and use code chgohawks50 to get 50% off. That's insert code chgo50 (laughs) at factormeals.com slash chgo50 to get 50% off. So again, put that code in at that website. The website, factormeals.com slash chgohawks50. And then you add the code CHGOHawks50. Did you say CHGOHawks? No, I did. Yes. yes. And tell them your name sent you. That's uh, exactly right. Man, we got 50 on the brain today. A lot of 50s on the brain. A lot of 50s. Two more to come. Wow. Um, hey, I hear there's a big football game this weekend. That's the what, big that's game? They, that's the Taylor Swift Bowl. Yes. And if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. There's lots of fun ways you can bet on the Super Bowl. I know the, the line is real cl- It's like Niners are getting two, two points, points yeah. which I kind of like. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not telling you how to gamble here, but I kind of like that. Uh, yeah, don't tell me how to gamble, it's, it's Greg. <laughs> Over-unders, 47 and a half. That's a, that's a tricky number, but I am a big fan of the prop bets. You can bet on the coin toss, what team's going to win the coin toss. You can bet on the color of the Gatorade. Uh, Length of the national anthem. I Here's I like one that, that one. I like. The uh, jersey number of the f- first touchdown score over under 22 and a half. You can bet on that. Oh, so, okay. Like if it's Pat Mahomes scores the first touchdown, it's under 22 See, and a here's half. See, here's it's the deep. thing that always screws me up is that if a quarterback throws a touchdown, that's not them scoring right. the no, touchdown. It's the person, that always, the person going into that. So what are the odds on that up? over under? Do you have uh, it is over if the player over 22 and a half on his jersey, uh, minus 115, under 22 and a half, minus 105. You could do that for okay. the first and last touchdown. It, it feels like you could bet on who's going to who's 
gets the is a pretty good. Choice. Well, yeah. a lot of wide receivers were. Slim. They have changed their numbers. Yeah, yeah they are under twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teens and single it's digit true. wide receivers out there. I would go under on that for sure. Christian McCaffrey is twenty three. He's, he should 22? wear twenty two and a half. So that'd be the twenty two point five. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so he would over. be the guy. Yeah. You could also do uh, the total combined jersey touchdown score jersey numbers over one twenty one oh and a half. So that's you take way, all that's the jerseys. Too much yeah. math. But that's fun though. That too keeps you math. involved in the entire <laughs> that's game. That's true. Yeah. I like those kind of bets. Those, those are, are fun. My fun. I don't care about the winner or losers. I like the stupidity of the Super the Bowl. That's yeah. Lord knows there's plenty of that. So Who's download doing them. Do we know? I don't know. Somebody, I know Usher's the, Usher's the halftime show. Okay. I don't know. I will uh, look up the anthem. Do, so, while Jay, uh, Mario looks up the anthem singer, you can download the DraftKings Sports app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sports Bet, an official sports oh. betting partner of Super Bowl 58. With that code CHGO, the crown is yours. Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. Oh. Okay. I like it. She's going to keep it nice and simple, I bet. Bet the under. Fun. All right. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Yes, text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I I, I screwed that one up. That was not a good one. That little pause got you. I got screwed. I got like messed up because they actually put the numbers, the numbers, in it and it messed, and they're spaced out. It's the even numbers worse. are there. Yep. <laughs> like they no, don't the numbers, have an, the numbers being there is better than the. It's better, but it, it confused yeah. me. And they're not like a the, the they're not like a phone number. They're spaced out. It's it. Look at that. That's yeah. The phone. No, it's, it's it's a little. Just put put it in there like a phone number. Yeah. You know hey Max. You know what you're watching is just write our own script. We should could, <laughs> but. There'd be too many swears. To quote, to quote the, uh, <laughs> to quote, to quote a famous viral video. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, <laughs> exactly right. Um, so, okay, so another big topic aside from uh, Connor Bedard uh, taking another step in his recovery was uh, Lucas Reichel had his parents come to town, spend the whole week with him. It's fun, and he talked a little bit about his disappointing start. And one thing I don't know if I heard him say before, and maybe I just have forgotten in my old age, but talked about how hard he is on himself. And after bad games, he really. It affects him. Like he, he has trouble kind of letting it go. Instead, his parents yeah. sort of helped him out in that regard. And and I do think that he sort of acknowledged that his last game, the one against Calgary, he played pretty well in. Mm-hmm. Luke acknowledged it too and said, "Hey, I showed him some tape as we heard." And said so there are even some more instances that he could have probably been more aggressive. Even still, um, I'm kind of bummed for Reichel that his best game of the year is the one right before the All Star break. Right. Yeah. But at least. Knowing that he now knowing that he's hard on himself, maybe it was nice for him to finish strong and feel a little bit refreshed and confident coming into the next half here. Yeah, you'd 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 think like you'd want that momentum to build off of that good good uh, game, but at least like even though there's a break, he sits with a better performance rather than another. You know, if he had had another you know invisible game that everyone's harping on him about, um, then that's you know including himself. Um, then that's you know that's not a, a good feeling going into uh, you know the 
the break and, and, and having that time off. So yeah, having a good performance, that's good for him to sit with and, and gives him some time to kind of, you know, refresh, have like that, you know, good mentality through the break. So he can come in here and be like, all right, let's, let's, let's keep going, you know, see the, see the video, um, you know, take the, uh, take the direction that, you know, the coaching staff is, is giving him and, and, and build off it. And, and it, you know, as, as much as we've talked about, like, what do you do with Reichel? What's the future for him? All this stuff. It definitely seems like they're, uh, you know, if, if, if you read through, I think it was Ben Pope's mm-hmm. um, article, uh, either it might have been yesterday or, or today even, um, he talked about Reichel and what his plans are, what his future looks like. And it sounds like from the organization standpoint, he's going to be around. He's, he's going to come back, and there's, there's really no – worry about that so it's really if 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 that is the case maybe he's probably going into the end of this season thinking like I'm not fighting for my NHL life I'm just fighting for a a spot with this team and to be in good standing yeah well I mean it is if you want to I don't know if this is cynical or optimistic I don't know which it is it depends on how you look at it but the fact that he has not come out this year and been a 40 50 point guy at least so far, um, probably saves the Hawks some money on this well, new yeah, deal. Yeah. I mean, well, it definitely does, yeah. but a significant amount of money because if you were looking at him putting up those kind of numbers, you're probably talking about, okay, do they skip the bridge deal and give him Just big years now, yeah. with good money like we're talking about doing with Vlasic, which I think hopefully they will do. Um, you know, with, with Reichel here, now you probably got a couple more years you can buy pretty cheap and say, all right, like... Let's yeah. see what you do here because there hasn't been a lot of evidence that he's going to be a consistent NHL scorer. And look, again, he's about one full season into his NHL career. It's way too easy to early to write him off. But I do think while it is expected he'll be re-signed, if some team comes calling and says, hey, we're really interested in getting Lucas Reichel, I think for sure Kyle Davidson is listening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, if you get a good offer, you, you, there's only like two players right now that I don't, you know, I listen to every offer. There's no harm listening. Uh, it, you know, it was Ben Pope at the time sometimes that had that quote. I can't find the exact wording, but it basically said that like, even with the struggles, like the Blackhawks still plan on re-signing him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned, it's probably cost him a little bit of money. But this is the time where you find out, like year basically year one of the actual rebuild like last season was basically getting to ground zero and, yeah. and, and you know ending of the, the the previous regimes and all that stuff better have it now in a season that means nothing especially in a season where so many guys have been hurt have them go through these struggles as opposed to if you needed him to have put up 50 points this season to make the playoffs right and you're not getting it then you have you know bigger bigger problem. Here's the quote uh, from Ben Pope's piece. It says Reichel's career isn't exactly on the line. With the Hawks definitely planning to resign him as a restricted free agent this summer, no matter what. But it's fair to describe this as a crucial stretch for his career. He desperately needs to start playing well and producing offensively again. So, yeah. I mean, it's got to be a little bit of a comfort to know that, like, okay, they haven't sent me back to Rockford. They're going to. I'm going to get another contract. Yeah, yeah I'm probably costing me a lot of term and a lot of money security but at least i know that this organization isn't giving up on me and that's that's 
that's good for a young player that's struggling mm -hmm. that you know that the organization still has your back. And, like, yeah, Luke Richardson has gotten frustrated as hell at times yeah. with Lucas Reichel. He's scratched him. He's played him six minutes a night. He's played him on the fourth line. But he still goes back to him and says, okay, I know you can do this. Show me you could do it. And, and that, 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 has a, a, that goes a long way for a young player struggling to know that the organization just isn't ready to be like, well, screw it, you're out of here. Yeah, and you're right. And I think the fact that Luke is saying, like, okay, good game. Here's what was good. Recognizing this, and yeah. I, I get the I get the idea from Luke that he is not a this here sucked kind of a coach. It's like this was good. Do more of this, yeah. or here's an opportunity you could have done this instead of saying, "Let's watch this turnover again and right. again." Right, if Lucas yeah. Reichel turns the puck over, he knows it was a bad play. It doesn't need to be regurgitated over and over and over again. Yeah. But when there's something positive that Luke sees on tape, or any of the coaches see on tape, they take him aside and say, "Hey." That's what we're talking about. More of this. Yeah. And I think that can be a good illustration. The other cool thing I th uh, from Ben Pope's article was the fact that um, when he was scratched, Reichel was up there watching Jason Dickinson play. Two very different kinds of players, mm -hmm. but Reichel was sort of seeing like, okay, how is Jason Dickinson creating offense for himself? What is he doing? How is he getting these looks and I'm not? Because yeah. all the time at the end of the night, you see Dickinson three, four shots on goal, five or six shot attempts. He's active. He's getting his opportunities. And when you look at the skill sets of the two, they're not really comparable. Yeah, you would think different. that those numbers would be flipped. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of Reichel's game that I think needs to develop to, to give him that, that edge is that more straight-ahead style of game, being able to, you know, Jason Dickinson's a guy that will – go in between the circles and try and make things happen. And I think with, with Reichel, especially in the, in the last game, uh, that last game against Calgary, we saw him start attacking to the middle more, which all this season we've just been, you know, getting so frustrated with how often he's peeling off to the side or, or you know, stopping and pulling up and trying to, to distribute to a teammate. So watching a guy who plays more of that straightforward, more down the middle game, you know, that's that's an aspect of his game that needs to develop. And we saw that in Rockford. Yeah. You know, that was part of what made him a point-per-game player at the AHL level. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just kind of hammering that point home of, like, this is what's going to make you – help make you successful. Like, he has the skills in his hands and his feet. Is a great, he's a good skater, a uh, good distributor of the puck, like, hand, handles the puck well. And when he's confident, he's a dangerous player, but he just doesn't have that confidence right now in, in his game. And doing more of the things that the coaching staff is, is asking of him and kind of seeing the success and getting the results of that, um, I think that'll just help, you know, build some momentum for him and, and hopefully unlock that, like, part of his game that will, like, put him into that next stage of his development where it's like, yes, this is you at the NHL level. Like, this is what's going to make you successful at this level. Yeah, I think watching Dickinson was a good call um, because – I think we saw a little bit of it on, on, on in that last game on whatever the hell day that was, uh, three months ago in Calgary. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, really. I, and Luke even today was like, yeah, he had some good – he played good, but he could have even been better. Like, there were some moments. And I think, to your point earlier, I, I think Luke has told us in the past, where, like, for every negative thing in video he shows a player, he also shows them a positive. Like, he wants it to yeah. even out at the end of the day. Compliment not to sandwich. just be like, hey right. – um, but with watching Jason Dickinson, I think the best thing 
that Lucas Reichel could do mentally is somehow get his brain to think of the second I feel like I have to pull up, I actually go f- even faster forward. Yeah. Yep. Like because atta- that's what attacking Dickinson mindset. Does. Dickinson yeah. gets to like that point where you're like, oh no, there's no space for him there, and he goes, screw it, I'm gonna make space. Yeah. Try and stop me. If you do, good for you. But you're probably not going to. So that second you feel like, hey, I need to pull up and look for help, is when you go, no, I'm gonna even kick it into the next gear and try and beat well, this look, guy. Like we've seen, look no further than Counter Bedard, who's learned that lesson a couple times, where he said like, it's me and it's two defenders. F it. I'm going to try to go through these two. Yeah. It hasn't worked very often, but at least the attempt is there. At least he's trying, and he's, if nothing else, he's creating a threat to the defenders that are, they know he's not, he's going to go wide, right? right? Those defenders have to be prepared for either move Bedard makes. With Reichel, right now, they're pretty certain that if they pressure him, he's going to peel off or go to the boards, and they're going to be fine. So the next time and they you collapse go, inside. Screw it. I'm gonna, you're going you're gonna to catch them off guard, and they're going to be like, oh my God. Well, I and that's the frustration because. That. There's so many times we saw it. I wrote about it for Blackhawks beat like probably a month and a half ago. There's this play I never forget against Nashville where he had to step on the defender because the defender assumed he's going wide, and sure enough, he did. Mm-hmm. But uh, Reichel had the step on him. He had the angle on him. He had the speed advantage. He had the defender on his heels, and instead of putting that shoulder down and driving past the defender, he decided to peel off to the boards and drop it to the point, and nothing came of it. Yeah, And it was like, Damn, that's the play. That's the one. And that's when you look at a guy with Reichel's skill set, that's what's going to make the difference is that speed and that skill. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not comparing him to Pavel Bure. Make no mistake. But Pavel Bure and him are built similarly, where the Bure was not a big guy at all, mm-hmm. but he was fast as shit, and he could get around everybody, and they knew it. Reichel's the kind of guy, and he's not Bure fast, of course, but he's the kind of guy who should be striking fear in defenders with his speed and his ability to go from stop to start very, very quickly. And I'm telling you, when they see him peel off, those guys are relieved that they don't have to worry about getting blown by by Lucas Reichel. Easier to defend. He is making their jobs easier by by backing off and and Mm -hmm. not not plowing into the... uh, you know, into the offensive zone. So yeah, when hopefully the message has been received. When you have, it doesn't matter who the player is most most of the time, but when you have a guy, you know, as a defender like barreling down on you, it still puts pressure on you to make to make a play, even if it's you know Colin Blackwell like coming in with with a purpose and coming in with 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 speed and and a you know a determination to try and get make something happen, get to the net. That's still way harder to de- defend against than a guy who is going to just kind of as soon as you put the pressure on to, to match him, he's going to peel off or pull up or anything like that. It's, it's way harder for the defender to, to stop a guy and sometimes even have to physically just like get yeah, in his way to stop him or yeah, take a penalty. Like you, you, you put the, you put the pressure on, on them to make that kind of defensive play. So doing that more from Reichel will at the very least, maybe buy him some more space with, with defenders or draw a penalty. Like yep. neither one of those things are bad. A defender that is on his heels is a vulnerable defender. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're Connor McDavid or if you're Remington Pitlick. If you've got a guy on his heels, you're going to be able to take advantage of them more yeah. times than not. So get the defenseman thinking that you're going to bum rush him and it's going to open up for you. Well, I mean, and like Connor McDavid is the extreme example of that, right? Sure. Because yeah. he can go from zero to 60 in a blink. 
And that's why even great defensemen are often on their heels against him because they can't imagine he's yeah. able to pull that off. Even though they've seen it, on the ice it looks different. Like, all right, I've got him contained pretty well. And I, oh, there, yeah. there he goes. I always, <laughs> always think of the clip of uh, the outdoor game where, was it uh, Alex Petrangelo against McDavid? Or, or no, was that McKinnon? I think that's McKinnon. Oh, that was yeah. McKinnon. Okay. Yeah, that was the, Either way. the Lake Tahoe game. Same, 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 same concept. Yeah. Like, even top-tier NHL defenders, when those kinds of players are on them, go, oh, shit. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's tough. It's a tough job. Well, and Jason makes a good point. He says, players see the highlight of the one successful time out of five that you split the defenders and scored a goal last game. Yeah, like, it's true. even that one proof, you know, that one piece of evidence that you can do it has them playing you differently. If they know, it's what I was saying. If they know you're going to bail out, yeah, they're away. gonna they're gonna back off. They're gonna you take away the middle of the ice and you it. play back because you know he's gonna look for a guy to pass to. He's he, you do, you're not a threat. And the other thing is, if he's attacking from the wing and the defense takes away the middle of the ice, not only does it take that ice away from Reichel, it takes it away from pucks coming through it. Right. Yeah. So to have the threat of of splitting the D or blowing past him around, it's just gonna cause those few seconds of indecisiveness from defenders and it can make all the difference all and maybe it's is, not even Reichel it's just getting a pass through all you need is a defenseman to question whether what you're going to do for one second that's all it takes yeah and then the play could be by him mm -hmm. yep yep it's uh hopefully he's getting that message uh, the Calgary game was a really good start I just really want to see him you know get a breakaway goal or bury a slap shot or yeah. something that's going to get his confidence going and get him feeling better because I feel like Man, it's like it's it's just got to be unlocked. He just needs to have that one game because even the ones where he's played well and everyone's been very complimentary, the points haven't been there. Yeah, and I think that's really in his head a little bit of like I am not producing at all. And they could be saying I'm playing well and everything, but my job is to score and I'm not scoring. Yeah. So if he first time he gets that you know highlight reel goal or a two point night or whatever it might be, hopefully that opens the floodgates for him because I, I feel for the kid. You could tell he's feeling it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and his mood from opening day of camp to now is is very different. It's very yeah. different. So, anyway, I, I, I just hope that things get easier for him. And for you, business owners, it's getting easier for you to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind, Greg, for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. You too, Mario. <laughs> Yeah, you said it there, Jay. We were talking about this a lot while you were gone, so I'm, oh, glad, you, I'm yeah. glad you're here. Glad you well, I listened to all the podcasts. I'm, I'm glad that you're here to uh, add to this very organic conversation. Yes, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards that electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd could help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Now, I have been gone a while, so please remind uh, me what business owners should do. Well, you and other business owners should go to comed.com slash clean, mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me, to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. That's comed.com slash clean. Clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? Yes. Excuse me? Three times. <laughs> Delete the excuse me part. Okay. That might get you to a website that gets you in trouble at work. <laughs> yeah. So go there now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for all the generations to come.
When does the electric tomorrow become the electric today? That's tomorrow. my question. Tomorrow? tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is yesterday. When will today. then become now? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> and hey, if you're looking uh, to get to the uh, event nearest to you that you want to buy tickets to, do it with Game Time so that your tickets tomorrow can become tickets today. Game Time is the best, fastest, and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that are nearest and dearest to your heart. And they have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. With all of that, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Love the last-minute deals. If you're wish-washy on your uh, availability to go to a game, sometimes puck drop is at 7.30. Maybe you're not home until 6.30. you got to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your night. With Game Time, you can hop on to their app, check out the last-minute ticket prices, and make sure that you are getting the best deal for that last-minute ticket. So you say, you know what? I'm going to go watch Connor Bedard's return game uh, whenever that ends up being. And uh, with Game Time, you're going to be getting the best price uh, that you can to do that. And uh, also, I love the uh, views from your seats. If you're going to a a venue or an event that you've never been there before, uh, you get in Pick your seat, see where the stage is, see if you are going to have an obstructed view or anything like that uh, so that you know you're not buying a seat that when you get there and you sit down, you're like, oh, crap, I can only see, what was it, the lower half of Paul McCartney? Was that your problem? Yeah. Shoulders down from behind. It's the best half, though. Bummer. Sure. So Uh, great show. With game time, uh, you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets and make sure you're getting the best tickets possible. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CHGO. When you do, you're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Uh, Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CHGO, C-H-G-O, for $20 off of your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. We're looking at the uh, Game Time screen there and some good prices for that wild game. Yep. Said in the uh, club level for what sixty bucks I think I saw in there. That's looks, not bad. Looks pretty good. Yes. Lots of good tickets deals. Are never there. that high when the Minnesota Mild come to town. I wonder oh. why. Exactly. Me, 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 me. Yeah, they're uh, they're boring. But guys, Brock Faber is going to play twenty five minutes. Oh, that'll sure be fun. Is. Cool. Just look for his plus minus highlights. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably get a few in this game. Let's be honest. Yeah, sure, scores. yeah. <laughs> you you know what? He's going to score a hat trick. That's just that's just what the hockey gods are going to have in store for us. Exactly. Um, Mike Russo will tweet about it with a smile on his face. There you go. Um, we got to. Well, you guys got to catch up with Mackenzie at Whistle today. Yeah. If you missed it over uh, the All Star break, the NHL had or the Athletic rather had their uh, NHL player poll, anonymous player poll, uh, various categories from uh, who's the best player, who's most underrated, who are the best refs, uh, which there was one uh, referee who was voted third best ref, but worst ref at the same time. So mm-hmm. that shows you what uh, what you need to know about the refs. Uh, but one of the categories was uh, most punchable face in the NHL, and both Taylor Radish and Mackenzie Entwistle uh, received one vote. They were in the other category. So we decided we were, you know, Radish wasn't in the uh, locker room, but Mackenzie was there. And uh, we, tr- we we tried to uh, get the investigation going into who could have voted to punch poor Mackenzie and Whistle in the face. So we had a chance to talk with him about it. Your survey that, that came out. I, uh, I did, yeah. Okay. I saw, um, <laughs> actually, I never saw it until I got back here and the guys the guys kind of were giving it to me and Rads a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, 
Was, I, it, was it an inside job? Did you guys vote for each other? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I don't. I honestly have no idea who voted for me. I got no clue, but I'd like to know. Yeah. Do you? Does, does that kind of give you a little bit of like, okay, maybe I'm I'm doing something right, kind of playing the right way, getting under people's skin? Yeah, I mean, I. Or do you? Do you I think maybe I, I just? You know, maybe I don't really know thing. what to really think of that. You know, I yeah. don't. Uh, I don't know, maybe. What, what was it? It was the most punchable most face? Most punchable or? face. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I don't know, maybe I got a punchable face. I got, but it, it was only one person, so yeah. it was good. It was another, uh, another theory was that it was Debrinket. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. I haven't asked him. I haven't asked him yet. Could have been uh, Debrinket. Could have been Hagel. Could have been yeah. one of those guys. You started taking surveys on during warm-ups. Was it you? Was it yeah, you? exactly. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, I'm going to send some texts out today. I mean, what a despicable... Yeah, horrible. Why know? wouldn't you want to punch him <laughs> in the so face? Weird. Right? Yeah. Took every fiber of my body, just not jack him right in the face. Like, oh, oh my god, god one of that these face right so to your suckle. <laughs> yeah, he is. After all he's been through, though, he doesn't right? need that. Absolutely, you know, it's just uh, it's brutal. Yeah, and I missed the Debrinket thing. What's the, no? They uh, used to fight. They used, in to, they used to play fight oh, in practice. Yeah, they used to, right they used to right, give yeah. each other. Yeah, they used to do the little stage they'd play in, fights. They'd get in headlock tussles and all that. That's funny. All yeah, he, he's. Uh, I like Mackenzie's such a good sport, and uh, yeah. I I, I wonder, but I know if that was me, I'd be, would, I'd be like, who did it? Who doesn't like me? What did I do wrong? Yeah, right. I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be in therapy about that. It's just so. It is the most random. Uh, he, I, I feel it like Mackenzie was, was kind of off the radar of most NHL teams. It had to be teams. someone who's like a like a, is friend a good friend. Yeah, you know, it, it was in jest. I'm sure because because. I mean, no offense to McKenzie, but he doesn't have the reputation around the league to be known as a person that you'd want to punch. Right. I would think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it it was so it was so funny to see that uh, in the athletic. And yeah, he was you know he was good to good to chat with it about it. And we told him we'll we'll as as much as we can do some investigating, we'll yes. try and get get to the bottom <laughs> of it for him. Um, investigative journalists, and we're gonna yeah take advantage of those morning skates, all these home games. Yeah, maybe we'll head go into, the, go into the visitor locker room, the visitor room, and room and just and go around the room. Just say, you "All right, punch Mackenzie and Wilson in the face." Which one of you? Some of them might be like name names. Mackenzie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they might, they but might, you know but. what? If I'm playing in a role like Mackenzie does, and yeah. he's he's your you know your your energy type guy, your he checking feisty. line guy, yeah, I would want more people to want to punch sure. me in the face because right. that means yeah. I'm doing my job correctly. It's true. Maybe they just maybe it was just somebody that was just like, you know what? He's got the baby face. He's got all his teeth. Someone just needs to punch someone's him so he je- looks more like jealous. a hockey player. He's got those rosy cheeks. Someone's jealous of his good looks. That's his, boyish, his boyish good looks, yeah. yeah. You know. By the way, the Nick Cousins thing, yeah. who's the most punchable? The I tracks. agree. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, track. that's yeah, a very punchable face. He's, he's, he's definitely uh, a resident of Pudwakistan. <laughs> um, <laughs> his biggest problem, though, is he, he like does... Pudwacky and things, and then goes and hides behind other people. Yes, like he doesn't stand. He doesn't. The like old if Brad Marchand. If you're going to do something yeah. that deserves a punch in the face, go take your punch in the face. Don't yeah. hide from it. That's part or, of the game. Or don't do pudwacky and things. Yeah, that's it. It's an easy philosophy. Sounds like a T-shirt. Don't do pudwacky and things. Yeah. Don't be a pudwack. Greg Boyce and Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, by the way, I know you guys got into the list. But I, I just I, I didn't have a chance we to. We need the Chris Jericho. You made the list. How many <laughs> yeah. years in a row can we call um, Sasha Barkov the most under yeah. play, underrated player in the league? Thank Mar- you. Mar- Before Mar- you- <laughs> Mario went on a rant it's about like this. Like, every year he wins most underrated. You know what's Then great? he's not underrated anymore. He, was, he finished fifth in voting for best in the league. 
<laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, hockey players, man. Like once they once they think about something about a guy, that's that's just who he is. Like, oh yeah, Alexander Barkov. He's underrated, and he's going to be underrated for his entire career, no matter how many Celtics and all-star games he plays He's going to be underrated and uh, even after he's inducted into the Hockey yeah. Hall of Fame. Most underrated Hall of Famer, yeah. Alex Barkov. <clears throat> yeah, well, see, but I also said when we were discussing this, I said, well, maybe it's not necessarily who, like, the players think is underrated, but it's who well, they who's polled. Who they but maybe some of these players are thinking it's who the media underrates the most, or who the fans, I or maybe it's media. like least like who isn't being talked about enough, right? Not sure, hyped yeah. enough, right? And and but he's the, on that list. I, yeah, but but I also that, I, I also I agree with that. Yeah. It just can't be ten consecutive years. Yeah. Of <laughs> but also the underrated list being headlined by Barkov and Braden Point. We had Braden Point. That's and a Miko Rantanen yeah. and Nikita Kucherov. Like, gee, like yeah. it was that. Yeah, yeah it, I, I Nikita chuckled. Kucherov made another list over the weekend. Uh, yeah, the shit his, list. Uh, <laughs> not trying very hard. Like, hey, man, he owned it though. Sure. He was like, "Yep, I don't care." Yeah. Then don't but, be but in the it. Thing I is, know, I he could have declined to be. No one was, you know, forcing him. Right. With a with to be a in the stick competition. to be in the skills competition, he could have said, "I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Put someone else in there. Put another Canuck in there. We didn't have enough Canucks." Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a different. I mean, again, Whatever. it's my whole thing is, you can do. I think the NHL did everything right with the All Star Game. I think it was it was, it was really fun. Good. It was good. It, the skills competitions were creative and entertaining. But if the players are not invested, it's never going to be great. And I would I would say you had most of the players invested. Yeah. I didn't. I turned off the skills competition after a couple events, just because like it was, I don't know, it wasn't doing much for me. Mm -hmm. But then again, the first couple events were the worst ones, like yeah. fastest skater. I mean, that's not exciting. Yeah, guy does a um, lap. Yeah, and then yeah, it's like eh. I was like, eh, the dogs kind of smell. I'm going to put them in the tub and wash <laughs> them, and we'll see if it's still on when I'm Are done. But, yeah. <laughs> Putting the dogs in the tub. Yeah, um, but the I I had the game on. For much of the day, I wasn't like yeah. watching it, but it was on while I was in the office working on some things, and you know, it was it was fun. It, they did a good job. It I was, gotta say, it was too long. Yeah, I know yeah. you have to do two periods of ten, and you gotta have three games. It was too long. Well, I'm it's like, it's oh my same, god, end this. It would have been the same if they had played a regular game. Yeah, it's played three twenty minutes. Oh, it felt. I know that's true, but it felt much longer than that. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, when you have a lot of, you know, space to fill, and you're you you're trying to get it with guys that are like kind of showing their personality, but also still guarded because they're yeah. hockey players. Like you know, it's it can be uh, challenging to like fill that fill that space with as much entertainment as possible, especially when it's not a one hundred percent effort full force game. Right. Yeah, easy fix for that though is just running clocks. Yeah, and once a goal is scored, that. just dig the puck out and go again. Yeah, right. Like don't do face that. off yeah. all the time. You like don't this. need to face off. So yeah, like, yeah. Just keep going. Just, just keep, keep going. going. Twenty yep. minute running clock. Um, and hey, congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs for finally winning a tournament. Good <laughs> yeah. for that. How about that? Good for that. Who was the who was the one that said it? Uh, Pasternak. Pasternak. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> there needs to be more David Pasternak on everything. That dude's got one of the best personalities. In he's the game. fun. Yeah, he's he's a, underrated. He's so underrated. <laughs> Definitely. 
All right, well, we're going to be back tomorrow with another underrated show, that's for sure. Overrated. Uh, hopefully, we've got a little more progress to report on uh, Connor Bedard. I think we all are in agreement that he's probably going to be a little more involved in practice tomorrow. Probably. Sounds like it. And might potentially speak after practice tomorrow. So uh, Yeah, I think if he does practice, I think it'd be... Uh, I think he'd be open to talking at that point. because no, he won't have a choice. We'll surround him. Yeah, well, we were waiting well, for him today. Yeah. That was funny. So him and Reichel came in at the same time, and they both sat down next to each other, and Reichel said, are you here for me or him? And everybody basically said, well, he's not talking, so you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next best option. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there should be more tomorrow in uh, a game, thank God, on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. I cannot wait to get to the UC for a game again. Uh, so we'll talk- yeah, I was on, by the way, if you have not checked it out yet, uh, CHGO Tavern Style. Herb Lawrence and I were on there uh, ranting against the uh, men who hate Taylor Swift mm. being at their NFL game. So you can check that out on the CHGO uh, Sports Show uh, podcast feed or on our YouTube page. I'm going to tweet the link here in a minute, too. Um, but we'll be back, the three of us, yep. tomorrow at 2.30. So all we want to remind you before we go that we are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com. Slash clean. Thanks to Steven, as always, for running the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor.